Thanks for tuning in to the Boiler Express podcast. Join us each week as we dive into all things Purdue sports. You'll hear in-depth analysis of our previous and upcoming games, as well as interviews with players and people involved in the Purdue sports fandom. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube for our live stream shows as well. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boiler Express podcast. I'm your host, the Ultimate Boiler, also known as Damon. I'm here with Frank, Russ, and Dylan, as always. Um, Chris is this week, uh, not the cup two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, he was not at the NART convention. This week, he'll be at the NART convention. So, Chris, if you're listening, if you're watching, uh, safe travels to Thank you the- for your service. Uh, our convention. Thank you for your service. Uh, typically, when I start the show, I give a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about. But honestly, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot. We go off the rails quite a bit, so I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna, you know, give a, a rundown of what we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk about. We're shooting uh, the shit, boys. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, so honestly, if we talk about anything related to football, you know, we did our job. We we did it, even if it's in the last ten minutes. Um. So yeah, how are you guys doing? Fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Besides the new Purdue Pete. Yeah, the uh that new logo. What do you guys uh D- Dylan, we kind of know what you think about it, but you know, Russ, uh Frank, what do you, what do you mean guys my think? rant on Twitter really gave that away? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I see I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm very disappointed. It's it's cartoon Pete, it's Caillou Pete, it's uh Bob the Builder Pete. It's uh it's just it's I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, it is very cartoony. It's very um, like it's just a Disney Channel. It's really Mickey Mouse. That's what. That's that's a good way to put it. It's a really Mickey Mouse Pete. It's too Disney Channel for me. Pete, we love Pete because Pete is terrifying. Pete has those big eyes that stare into your soul, and that's why we like our Purdue Pete. So when you give us this this Mickey Mouse Pete, it's just it's a slap in the face to Purdue Pete and all his wisdom, and that's. I could go farther, but I won't. So I had a similar reaction to, um, so I live down here in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and we recently started getting new street signs that are, instead of like every other town almost, that's green with white lettering. All of a sudden now we have black street signs with white lettering. And it's like, what? why? I mean, it's it's been the same for however long it's worked, but somebody got paid to do that. Somebody spent our taxpayer money to do that. And like, put all this effort into something that didn't even need to be changed. So that's, I remember everybody was a uh, real, like, real upset when they changed the welcome to Indiana signs too. A couple yeah. Those are trash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so, Russ, I actually rode my bike through Jeffersonville, Indiana earlier today. Um, and while they weren't necessary, those signs do look very nice though. Yeah. So it's not quite the same as the Pete. Cause I don't, I don't really like the new Pete, but well, you yeah. know, our guy, our guy, Eric from the Ohio podcast says, what's up crazy train lovers. My three-year-old loves your new mascot logo. See, and that's where that jet, that just goes to the fact that I call him a Mickey mouse Pete, that three-year-olds love it. Three-year-olds love Mickey mouse. So it all, it all, it all clicks. It's all <laughs> Mickey just, mouse Pete. What is per, what, what does Carl think about this? You know, the guy that Purdue Pete, he's probably rolling over in his grave right now. Doing your right. Purdue. <clears throat> supposed to be scary he's not supposed to be happy he's not supposed to be welcoming he's supposed to be intimidating and yes he's been voted the most terrifying mascot we take pride in that we don't know we don't we don't need to change it you want it's not broken don't fix it what you want with purdue p is you want him on the sideline 
you want a opponent wide receiver going down the field to catch a ball. He goes, what the hell is that? Drops the ball. <laughs> That's what you want in the mascot. None of these fluffy, you know, low, you know, no. You want it. So you're saying mascot. like if we had that terrifying mascot, but we like made him larger, um, ballooned him up, if you will, that they'd be really great if we had that kind of a mascot. Don't even get me started. They make this Mickey Mouse peep, but they won't bring back Rowdy. Those cowards. It's what they are. <laughs> so, okay. What if, what if they just change the the logo like the design right here but they don't touch like the actual mascot like costume because you remember when they brought they brought in jay leno pete a few years ago <laughs> you know back in the early 2010s jay leno pete he didn't stay for very long he was terrifying in a different way he was terrifying in a different when way. when i yeah. saw that boiler bites email they're like the new pete is here i said don't you <laughs> I was about to go down to West Lafayette and I would have rioted in the streets. I would be flipping cars. I would be, if they tried to bring back another fluffy Pete, oh, I started the podcast all fired up, boys. Jeez Louise. I think a really good way to describe how enticing Pete is, uh, is to share the story about how my wife finally got to, to meet Purdue Pete. Uh, when we went down to Orlando for a insignificant football game this past December, um, Pete was in the like VIP area. And my wife is like, oh, my God, there's Pete. Always wanted to meet Pete. Now, my, my wife went to Xavier. She's not a Purdue person by, you know, on her own, but she is, you know, through marriage. But she's like, I got to I got to meet Pete. And I'm like, well, is it worth like hopping this barrier, going into the VIP area, breaking a rule to meet Pete? And guess what? We did it like that was what she was willing to sacrifice. Whatever amount of trouble she would have gotten in, you know, she was willing to hop over that uh, that barricade and uh, walk over to Pete and get many, many pictures with him. So like Pete, like. Pete draws people like that. Don't change them. No, if if yeah. it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Pete is Amen. not broken. Um, I say that if they just if they just change the logo to make them look more kid friendly, whatever. But as long as they don't touch the actual mascots, as long as they leave those alone and they don't bring back creepy Jay Leno Pete or uh, what do you think ever happened to that suit, creepy Jay Leno Pete? You think they? Yeah, that's what you out? need to go look after. <laughs> yeah, no, I would burn it. I'd buy it just to burn it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> probably burned it and then did like a seance, like had their like that that ground whatever wherever it was just like blessed with holy Morgan, water. Morgan Burke probably just threw it away and was like, fuck. No, so you know that room that has all the duke mascot sayings in it have you guys seen that i haven't no. <laughs> i haven't seen that so you know like the duke creepy. blue devil mascot has like different sayings that he wears like it's on oh his on forehead. his forehead yeah and they save like a... all those like they they when they peel them off they put them on boards and they save really? them in this room yeah so they save all of those like over the years so there's probably a room somewhere on campus some storage facility that has all the failed mascots marketing materials in the bowels yes. of rossade <laughs> Yeah, if you walk in there, there's like a, a sketchy light that flickers on and off, and like so you see the horrified faces of old. Or you got to come up yeah. with like a backstory that it's all buried under the John Purdue statue, and you have to like step on the right spot for it to open, and then you go find it. National all, treasure stuff. I they're like all it. hang. Yeah, it's got to be some real like. Yeah, you step on the right stone, and then like all like one one light after the other flicks on, and they just all land on a different peat head, like going around <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> well, Anish from Boiled Sports tweets out a bunch of these old like peat lo or peat helmets and peat heads, uh -huh. and and he has a he, he tweeted a photo once of like all there's like seven or eight Purdue peat heads, just the heads laying on the ground, and it's it's terrifying. Have you seen the inside of Purdue peat's head? I haven't. Is it, it's it's just, also it's, <laughs> it's just carbon fiber and two eyes. That's all it is. I'm sorry, kids. Purdue Pete's real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, I've, I, if you believe in Pete, he's I real to Pete. me. Dang it, he's real to me. Damn it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the that's the story. It's like, all right, if you don't eat your vegetables, pretty Pete's gonna come here. <laughs> he will he will come up in the middle of the night and he will find you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um one of the things that I kind of put out there before our podcast started tonight um was just like some quick questions just for people to um kind of talk about uh if I can find it here. Uh, and it looks like, uh, so I, one of the questions I'd asked was like, if Walters brings anything new to the game day experience, you know, what do you hope that'll be? Um, a couple of people had responded, uh, and of course, you know, new third quarter, fourth quarter, uh, tradition was one of the big ones. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one here? Isaac Romig, friend of the podcast said, uh, I already knew that that I already know that man brought the juice on the sidelines, of Illinois. So even more juice energy on the sidelines at Ross aid. Um, totally agree with that. We could use all the juice, uh, that we can get. Uh, where's the, what's this one? Uh, I hope I see him like freak out at referees. That's one thing I did. I like that Brom did was just man he gave the refs the business and i i always i always appreciate that yeah but i, I hope I, that walters can do it in a way that doesn't get us penalties true that's, yeah yeah, yeah. If he can idea. just like find that perfect threshold that's like if i push anymore it's going to be 15 yards see i come up with these crazy ideas and russ russ brings me back like hey we don't need 15 yard penalties don't don't wait frank yeah frank. frank russ yeah whatever yeah yeah no, did i say russ yeah you said oh, russ <laughs> who's the old guy here Shoot. Well, just, just some general updates on football. Um, you know, in one of the interviews with Ryan Walters, um, he said we're at 39,000 season ticket sales. Like, that's, that's amazing. Crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Like for a team who, you know, has a brand new coach in December, everyone was saying, like, who is this guy? Like, we're going to go back to being a two win team. This guy's never been a head coach before. Like, just, just amazing. Like, how, how good of a job he's done to turn things around that quickly, just to turn the perception of the program around. But 39,000 season ticket sales. I mean, the first time I bought season tickets was in 2013, like the prime Hazel years. Like the, the, I won't call them prime. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in, 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 in the middle of the Hazel years, like, is what oh. I'm saying here. And, like, to think about 39,000 season ticket sales is pretty crazy. Flashbacks. 39,000 people at one game would have been amazing uh, in that guy's time. We had, like, 3,900 people at game. <laughs> the one thing I do miss about those years was the leg room. The leg room during the Hazel years <laughs> was awesome, dude. Oh, it was <laughs> We're gonna get back from the Fresno State game. Dylan's gonna be just complaining about the leg room like the whole game. He's like, "Ah, man, you know, this wouldn't happen back in Daryl Hazel's day, man." I <laughs> love Rossade, but dog, when it's sold out like that, crap gets cramped. I mean, I am a big fella. I'm not small, but like, holy smokes, it gets. I had two, three IU, four IU people sitting on each other's laps in front of me the year before last, and I, I'm like non-confrontational to the umpth degree. But I was like, hey, folks, uh, you mind if you don't? Because like none of us have any room back. And I was digging my knees in the homie. Oh, uh, he had to be feeling it. <laughs> it's just the way people sit, man. You're, you're real cramped in sometimes. Yeah. Another thing Walter said that really has me excited to hear is that there's no plan B for the tunnel. Um, and he made it sound like yeah, everything's on track for the stadium, with the exception of the south end zone elevator. Uh, he did make a good point that the south end zone's never had an elevator and everything's been fine up through this point. hundred years. <laughs> that, so that will not be ready to go by week one from the way it sounds. That being said, like they're just starting to put the grass down today, August 8th. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I'm no biologist by any means, but like is is the grass going to be ready? Like that's like a big question. Um, but he he basically said that they're not even considering a plan B for not having the first game at Ross Aid. I trust the grounds crew. I feel like Purdue has really good grounds grounds crew. Is that what they're mm-hmm. called? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So that black and gold team down in Nashville that has to play at a high school stadium is not going to be us. Yeah, not, yeah, not that's be for us. sure. Yeah. Man, I feel bad for Vanderbilt. Their stadium is like trash, and they're nowhere near. Um, I could not think of Vanderbilt. I drew a blank. I was like, team in Nashville, black and gold. Who when when been- he first said that, I thought it was the, he was talking about the Nashville SC, like the soccer team. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, um. so you, you know one cool thing I think it'd be tradition-wise that I think there's a, a lot of room for some creativity and to really nail something, really knock it out of the park? Is that tunnel intro? That tunnel yeah. entrance. Oh yeah, um, there's so much opportunity. I think that it'd be really awesome because I know a lot of the historic stadiums always have something that you hit, or you pat, or do whatever, whether it's a rock or a sign or whatever. But I think it'd be really awesome to have like a giant anvil on some kind of like a podium platform, or whatever, because mm-hmm. you know Boilermakers, right? So like that we ran by and hit the anvil, or you know, rub the anvil on the way by, or whatever, or like a, a Pete Hammer or something. You know, what would be cool. I know. Rowdy statue. How do you make an inflatable statue? <laughs> they, they're engineers. They'll figure They'll it out. Figure it fragile. Out, yeah. Very fragile. It's like those Easter chocolate eggs or the chocolate bunnies. That's like very, you know, like just a very thin outside layer. You right. can't smack it, guys. You, yes. Okay. You know, it would luck. be cool. I know that this wasn't even the, in the plans. At least I don't think it was when he was with us. But uh, Tyler Trent, man, just imagine if there was like a Tyler Trent statue, like. Of him like high five and everybody like high five him as they ran out onto that the field. Awesome. I just if got goosebumps saying that, that man. Too. Yeah. That'd I think well he he doesn't have one. He just has the gate, right? Yeah, he has uh yeah. his picture on like a uh right, right, right. where the plaque. student section is. Plaque was the word I was That's why for. when you said somebody's statue, I almost went towards Tiller instead of Tyler, because it's the Tiller, it's the Tiller tunnel. Like, yeah, right. like just a <laughs> Yeah, Tiller mustache. That's what it is. You rub the Tiller mustache, <laughs> just go through stash. Tiller tunnel. You know how many times my dad got mistaken for Joe Tiller? Like, you know, me like almost free meals we got on campus. People be like, Joe. T- oh wait, that's not Joe. <laughs> From afar, bald white guy, mustache, glasses. You're like Joe Tiller. But when we got closer, we're like, oh, that's not Coach Tiller. Somebody, I think it was uh, James Noseball said he's like, I just saw an Illinois State and Purdue house divided. A license plate. I was like, that's got to be Brock's back. There's nobody else that could possibly be. <laughs> so uh, you might have heard this one then, Dylan, being a Tiller fan and having your dad that, that gets disguised or it's got confused for Tiller. Um, one of his favorite quotes of mine, it was about hair. Do you remember it? No, I do not. So he had this quote where he, he probably stole it. I don't know if it's an original one or not, but he um, obviously you know had the mustache, but his other hair issue was he was bald, right? Yeah. So he had this statement or comment that he would make where he said that the great lord only made so many perfect heads and all the rest of them be covered up with hair oh there you go <laughs> i like that i love it that when you have a mustache like that him and coach hope like hall of fame mustaches just Absolutely. great great upper lip hairs on those guys so we need to get the graphics department on a mustache for Ryan Walters, Coach Walters. See what Coach Walt would look like with a Walt does need a mustache. Speaking of Purdue Pete's blue collar Pete that Dylan created, that needs to be the new Pete logo. With the, the only Pete I recognize. The... I don't recognize, you know, Fluffy Pete or Disney Pete, Mikey Mouse Pete. It's it's blue collar Pete. Who does, has a pack of cigarettes Pete, in his pocket? Yeah, 
a barbed wire tattoo, a mullet, some sweet mutton chops, and a mustache. You see, you have me. Sold. I feel like Blue Collar Pete probably drinks like Miller's Banquet too. <laughs> like Blue Ribbon. No, he's a wait. Uh, Four Loco. That's what Four Loco. God, <laughs> that's how like gritty he is. He just chose Four Locos. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god okay so uh we do have uh we we do like to break down uh the upcoming schedule uh for the football season and we missed last week's episode um thanks to dylan and dylan only uh is the only reason we didn't know i'm just kidding um uh so we're covering three games this week uh russ i believe you said it was illinois iowa and ohio state yeah, so the next game would be Illinois. Um, they'll be coming to Ross Aid on Saturday, September 30th. Uh, kickoff so is not announced yet. Um, it's our first rivalry game of the Walters era. Uh, the Purdue Cannon is what we fight for. It's what uh, we want to be raising over our heads after the game. But um, basically the origin of that is that me and a couple of buddies um, took a small cannon to Champaign in 1905 um, for the game that year um we hit it in a culvert um, i know you like that Dylan. Um, but some dude named quincy allen and his buddies found it and they and then he hit it in his farmhouse for like 40 years in illinois and after the world wars and the rivalry started to get renewed they were looking for a trophy and he pulled it out and said hey remember this cannon that y'all were going to fire off after you beat us let's make this the trophy so it's not very large it's like two or three feet in length um but uh, the I think he might series, have a replica. Uh-oh. The series is led by Purdue, uh, 47 wins to 45 losses and six ties. Uh, it is it is the Walters revenge game, kind of. Not really revenge as much, but, um, you know, he's, he's going to be going against his latest uh, mentor. And uh, last year, Illinois finished 8-5, and 5-4 five, uh, five and four in the Big Ten, tied for second in the West. Um, the Boilers beat them in Champaign last year on a very cold – uh, Illinois, 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 Illinois. Well, I can't even say that. Illini senior Nailed night. It. Yeah. Um, Maccabee had 106 yards and a touchdown in that game. Um, I think O'Connell threw for another three touchdowns as well. Um, but yeah, their, uh, their big addition this year is on offense, at least is Ole Miss transfer quarterback, Luke Altmaier. Um, he'll be coming in likely starting for them at quarterback. Their defense did lose, a lot of key pieces, um, so it's not a complete Walters holdover. So um, they did lose a lot of talent. Um, who did you say they had returning? Them? It was a pretty big playmaker, Frank. Uh, let's see. Defensively, it's a uh, Jerzon Newton uh, was a really big, uh, really great defensive tackle for them last season. And kind of going back to Luke Altmaier for a second, you know, he's a guy that I just have no idea. You know, he's had thirty dropbacks in his career. Yeah. Oh, so wow. not a guy who's played a whole lot of football. I know he is projected to be the starter, um, but I just don't know how you replace, you know, Tommy DeVito was a really, really good quarterback. Uh, it was probably overlooked in my opinion. Was I he related to Danny by chance? Probably. Yeah. DeVito is not a common name at all. So <laughs> it's sure gotta be. A... Luckily he didn't get his hype, you know? <laughs> oh man. Um, what was I going to say? Oh Yeah. I can so Walters and uh, Belima they've been kind of having some they've been throwing some shots at each other on Twitter and I don't know if it's just for publicity's sake um, but I could totally see them kind of having like a you know whenever they kind of meet in midfield to talk right before the game starts I could or, or you know during warm-ups I could kind of see them maybe 
I don't know. I could see Walters like kind of, you know, like whenever you like, uh, like in UFC, whenever they like face off at each other and they kind of like, if somebody's trying to intimidate them, they'll like, like not headbutt, but they'll like push their forehead right like onto their forehead and kind of nudge them. I could totally, I could totally see him doing that. I, Bert's I feel like a big get... boy, though. I mean, that guy's a unit. Walters how's this for act, man? How about this for another head game idea? What if we get the ball, right? We say we're not going to kick, we want to receive. We go down and score a touchdown on the first drive, and the whole team storms the field. And Walters like goes out towards midfield and is like, <laughs> "See, we were just talking about. See, if we do that, happened. we're going to lose the game, and then we'll never like, live that's that like down. a hundred <laughs> yard penalty. So many flags. Oh lord. But little, I feel like something's. Little... I feel like something needs to be clarified. Uh, I don't know. Like, so it, it was stated that like Walters and Bielema have been going back and forth. To me, it seems more one way. Seems like Bielum was throwing all the shots, and Walter's just like, "All right, man." Like, yeah, he just responds to it. But yeah, yeah, he's just like, all right, "Yeah, okay." Like, why are we acting like children here? Yeah, a couple uh, of them were like Walter's hyping up guys that he coached, like at the combine or working out, and Bielum was like, "No, those are my dudes." Like, all right, buddy, whatever. Like, Bert seems a little jealous. I only call him Bert. I like he Bert. Looks, he looks I like, like that a as Bert. a nickname. Yeah, he, he looks like, like a Bert. I still can't believe that Jim Leonard's a senior analyst at illinois and he's not like defensive coordinator like i still i'm sorry i can't get off that i can't i mean that guy was uh i think didn't brahm say that like nfl teams have contacted him to work for them like the packers and stuff i feel like he said that in um or maybe i'm thinking of wisconsin but yeah yeah he was at wisconsin um i could have swore in like interviews he talked about how good how great leonard leonard is and that he's been contacted by like the packers before to like work for them so I don't know, it just blows my mind that he's just a senior analyst. I don't Wait know. for the right job. He's just waiting for the right job. Yeah, yeah. And I think one big question about this Illinois team is who's going to replace Chase Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was kind of a workhorse for them at the running back position last season. Um, you know, the uh, on the unofficial depth chart, they have Reggie Love the third, you know, listed as number one. He had 279 yards last season. Um, you know, obviously when you're playing behind Chase Brown, that's gonna happen. Um, uh, but he, you know his numbers are respectable when you break it down to, you know, his per carry at 4.7 yards per carry, uh, didn't have a single fumble, uh, in 114 carries, uh, 3.4 yards after contact. So all like respectable numbers. Um, but I just think when you're, you know, it's kind of like the problem Purdue has in basketball, the front court, you know, when you're playing behind Zach Eady, it's not that you're bad. It's just that you're playing behind Zach Eady. Right. So, uh, Jury's still out on him. Uh, so, you know, this Illinois team is going to be a lot like us in that there are just so many players gone, so many new faces in. I just feel like that's the current landscape of college football. Just every single year, you never know what you're going to get from every team, uh, which is – I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I uh, – yeah, on, I don't know. Honestly, and I, I, don't, I don't mean this in any kind of bad way, but I could – just because Illinois, I think, is more established just with their co- and and who knows, you know, Purdue might run, uh, you know, get through all their kinks and stuff in the first game, first few games. But um, I don't know. I feel like this is one that Illinois could kind of come out of uh, come out of Ross Aid with just because of their experience, the players that they're bringing back. Um, and, you know, Coach Walters just trying, you know, first year just trying to figure everything out. Um, motion maybe takes over a little bit during that game. I don't know. Uh, I could see kind of Illinois squeaking. I don't want them to at all, but I could kind of see it just because of, um, yeah. So we shall see. Shame. I'm sorry. How dare you? Just keeping it real, guys. My bad. The ultimate boiler. Yeah.
so no, next, I, next game I, oh sorry i'm just gonna say i agree in that there will be an emotional component to this game uh and those are always hard to hard to traverse and hard to feel out so um this one i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw it out there as a toss-up for me yeah but you guys you guys think it'll be close do you think illinois pulls out do you think uh purdue pulls out i i give us the edge uh for sure like a slight slight home edge <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, what is uh, wrong with everybody in this pot? Chris isn't even here. <laughs> I just looked at Russ. I didn't even think about it. That was all he did that. the whole like my car. I had nothing to do with that one. That was all. That. <laughs> I that wasn't was trying that. to do anything with that either. I was good, and then I looked up at Dylan, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, no. I wasn't doing anything." You yeah. can't mm -hmm. blame. Don't blame this on me. This is not on me. This is on you. Grow uh, up, Russ. God. No, I, I see us as a slight edge, like less than a field goal favorite in this game, um, and I feel it being pretty, pretty accurate. Uh, but I also think that we could feel very different by the time we get to this game because I think we'll have a pretty good idea of yeah what we've got and what Illinois has, you know, both with us having a new head coach, whole new offense, whole new defense, and then Illinois, it's going to be can they keep up the defensive efficiency without Walters? You know, we're going to know that by then, by that point, we're going to have a little better idea. So right now, yeah, I, I agree it's a toss up, but I think by the time we get to that game, I think it could heavily lean one way or the other. I think it's what's going to end up happening. So, you know, as always, I spent hours upon hours researching, you know, Illinois and watching film, looking at the analytics and everything, looking at the analytics and really diving into. Uh, no, dude, I didn't do any of that. Uh, boilers by a billion, like I always say. So that's, that's, I leave all the, 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 the research to the guys down there. To that guy, right? The, the, yeah. Russ. Our guy. Wow. 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 Yes. Thanks. Russ is Losing. our resident historian. He's, so, yeah. Historian. Yeah. I'm talking that's about, we're, we're talking a lot about previous games from previous seasons. So yeah, this is all Russ. Russ has seen like a hundred seasons. Like he's seen it all. I mean, I hit that cannon in 1905. I, I started this rivalry. I'm not going to try to take all the credit, but I mean, you should take it. This should uh, be the Russell Cannon. I mean, that's what it should be. I agree. So, Russ, who comes? Who comes? Uh, or no, where do we go after? So Illinois? we, uh, I think it's only our second road game of the year. I believe uh, we go to Iowa the next week, October 7th. Um, so that we make it to October. Virginia Tech and Iowa. Yeah, we make it to October before we even play our second road game of the year. Um, kickoff not announced yet. Um, Iowa finished also like Illinois, eight and five overall, five and four tied for second in the Big Ten. Um, unlike Illinois, uh, they handled us last year. I think that was our one bad performance of the whole season. I, you know, Dude. obviously take away the bowl game and all the things that went with that. But um, yeah, they they completely kind of owned us, and we just never got anything going against them last year. It was so bad, dude. I as soon as that as soon as the boilermaker special just stopped and died halfway out during the entrance, <laughs> I was like, "Please don't be an omen." And then it was. It was. Um, it was the most Purdue moment, you know. Well, and that was a game that was sold out too. But the attendance, I mean, I don't know who all was there. I was there. Uh, yeah, I would say Rossi was maybe sixty-five percent packed because it did the, the forty-mile-an-hour winds. Oh know? yeah. So like, I mean. I, I remember like a box of popcorn hit me in the back of the head like randomly and like free, it's free popcorn dude what? no it, it 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 kept going in it but it's like oh, wind like the wind that i've never experienced before but i remember seeing um jack ansel punt the ball into the east like toward the east 
uh, stand and it went to the west stand. Like the wind was that strong. That's crazy. Like he kicked it off one or he kicked one direction. It landed out of bounds the opposite direction. So Shout like, out to Jack. but I, and so everyone can say like, well, you know, it's hard to throw, but man, uh, you know, Iowa didn't seem to Spencer Petras did not seem to be struggling to throw that day. Um, just think- a very scientific and engineering observation. Now that we've closed in the south end zone, uh, the stadium should be wind free now. So you guys shouldn't have to worry about that at all anymore. Yep. Makes sense. I think it was because of the 40 mile an hour winds that made Spencer, Spencer Petrus actually accurate. Like he, he was still throwing it the way he does, but the wind was just like, I do remember. Speaking of, they're actually another team that has a transfer quarterback this year. So Cade McNamara from Michigan will be coming in. I'm interested to see what they do because he is very confident that their offense is going to be explosive this year even though they've still got Brian Ferentz, um, you know, driving the ship uh, and everything. So we shall see. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it other than that. Um, but Cade seems very confident that he can take over and uh, make them a very productive offense. They have a pretty good running back too, don't they? I think every team in the Big Ten does. We just happen to have the best. Uh, let's see. It's true. Shout out to them. I, I can't remember who. It's somebody. It's like something Johnson, right? Or is he a wide receiver for them? That's a pretty common last name. I'd say it's a safe bet. Uh, Caleb right, Johnson. Russ? Correct. Yeah. Running back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one thing I'm happy about this Iowa team is that we no longer have to play against Riley Moss. Is he completely shut down Charlie Jones? I mean, he shut down every one of our receivers. Uh, but he, uh, with the exception of David Bell. Um, but he just completely took away Charlie Jones as a weapon last season. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll just be happy to you know play a team without him. But I'd put I'd put an asterisk on that just because we talked about the wind and how much that affected the passing game. But I don't know Charlie Charlie Jones was pretty uh, pretty speedy. I feel like he could he could get to where the ball was going. Uh, Ry- Riley Moss definitely played played a role. Like like. He was really getting up in them, not letting them catch passes, not letting them run his routes. I mean, it was it was it was, it was definitely a combination of the two for sure. Um, but before we get any farther, I totally spaced. Um, terrible, terrible host of a podcast. Um, so just big shout outs real quick to our partnership over at Big Banner. Um, they have just recently launched their website, so you can go check it out at BigBannerSports.com. Is that correct? Is that the website? Yeah. Um, yeah. So big Check it out. There's going to be tons of articles, posts, blogs. Uh, you can get our podcast there, I think as well. I think they'll link them there. Um, so really great content. You can check out, check it out. Uh, they, they have, you know, stuff going on for every school in the big 10. Um, even the new incoming ones, I'm sure they'll have those locked down here before shortly. And make sure you read, read our bios because they're, they're pretty funny. Let's just throw it out there. Those we don't take ourselves that seriously. It's really just for jokes. I uh, I'm still upset that my name is just host, um, but it's fine. You know, but that's Dylan the most made important. Up, thing. Dylan made it cool nicknames for everybody else except for me. But you are the host. That's the that's the most important job. I tried it and I failed miserably. I mean, the host is the hardest part, and you nail it every week. But uh, yeah, so big shout outs to uh, Big Banner, our partners. And then, of course, a huge shout out to our sponsor over at Cincy Blitzboards, um, a Purdue owned Boilermaker grad owned business. Uh, it's a great uh, game that you can play with your family, friends. You can take it to tailgates. You can take it to a day out on the lake. Uh, I mean, really anywhere. Uh, it's super. Dude, they, comp- they delivered my Blitzboard to my office 
hand delivered it. I got to meet the great people, great, you know, great small business. The board is like, and I'm not just saying this because they, they're, they're a sponsor. I'm saying it, you know, it's a well-made board. The thought that goes into this game, the thought that went to making the boards, the time and effort, it's like a, I think it's like a three-person show, like, you know, neighbors and friends that do this together. Man, it's, I, I, I haven't gotten to play a full game, but I've messed around with it in my office. I need to bring it home and put it on the wall. I was going to say, uh, yeah, that's what mine's going to go like probably right back there somewhere until we uh, head to Virginia Tech. It is so much fun. So the main takeaway there, Dylan, is that everyone can expect to have their, their Cincy Bliss board hand delivered, right? Yep, exactly. They will hand deliver Regardless, it. if you're in Texas, I know we have a lot of listeners in Belgium. Belgium, they'll fly international. Don't don't threaten them with a good time. Listen, they'll, they'll hop on a flight to Belgium, Japan. You know what we ought to do uh, when when you need to bring that uh, BXP blitz board to all the games that we go to. That oh, was absolutely. really rude, Russ. I saw that. Um, <laughs> that was really rude. I didn't see it, but it was rude. But anyway, I just saw like this turkey neck jiggling back. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway, we need to bring it to all the games and we need to find somebody from the opposing team. Ooh. And then we play them in a game of blitz board and whoever and like yeah yeah and win yeah we'll have to keep I'm track too of our competitive. that may end up in a fisticuffs or something <laughs> <laughs> what's but, that but who started that brawl in lot h ah, as was boiler express guys again <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um but yeah so big shout outs to our partnerships sponsorships uh we love you guys sorry for forgetting there for you know a good 30 Do you minutes. know the ohio I, I watched the ohio podcast a partner of ours at big banter they have full-on commercials for their podcast. What? Yeah, like full-on, you know, they put audio over the logo or a small video or whatever it is. And I was watching it live the other night. I think they I think they go live Sunday nights. And I was watching it. And they're like, we're going to take a commercial break. And I said, what is this? <laughs> a commercial break? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And I even, uh, I told uh, I told Eric, I said, I think we got to up our game and start getting commercials. So No, if it, we do it live. Yeah, that's true. We don't. Listeners do hate commercials. You're listening true. to podcasts. I fast forward through the commercials. That's true. That's yeah. very true. Never mind. You're stuck with ads. Congrats. Maybe we could charge people ten dollars a month to, so we don't read the. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't charge people a penny for me. I mean, listen. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I was just thinking of like uh, Spotify. They were like, "You want a break from the ads?" Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So Russ, next game, October fourteenth. So yeah, speaking of the Ohio podcast. Um, our next opponent after that, you know, second road trip of the season, we got to come back home and face the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, so Ooh. Saturday, October 14th, it's the last game before a bye week. Um, so we are seventh game, I believe. So we play seven, have a bye, and then five. Um, Ohio State, of course, finished 11 and two last year, eight and one, uh, second in the East. But their only losses were basically, basically, both of them came down to fourth quarter, a bad fourth quarter against Michigan. Um, where they were outscored twenty-one to three, and then uh, a eighteen to three third quarter against Georgia in the national semifinal, uh, capped by a botched field goal, a fifty-yard attempt that didn't even make it like ten feet off the ground. So they were very close to being not just undefeated, but to be the national championship, the national champions. Because um, I would I would say they'd probably be a, a double-digit favorite against TCU had they made that game. So Justin Fields was playing very well. Uh, or not Justin Fields. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. CJ, CJ Stroud. Wow, goodness. Um, but, yeah, uh, they. I mean, th this is a very good ball club. This is – we're very close to talking to them the same way we talk about Michigan. Um, they do have a quarterback question, 
um, whether it's going to be Kyle McCord or Devin Brown. Um, Kyle McCord seems to have the edge because he just has a little more experience. He's a little older guy. Uh, but they do for sure have wide receiver talent. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to be a top 10 pick, maybe in top five pick in the NFL draft. And that's still a loaded wide receiver room, you know, top to bottom still. Even after losing Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba last year, um, they're, they're going to be very loaded on offense. So it's going to be a tough game. I'd, I'd give us like, you know, less than 10% chance of pulling this one out. Wow. I don't know, man. My guy Eric from the Ohio podcast said that the offensive line there looked a little looked a little iffy. So Ryan Walters, I know you're watching. Uh you do every week and we appreciate that. Attack that O line and we'll be all right. Pulling yeah, Nick Scorton. Nick Scorton's gonna be in that backfield. Raising so. hell. Praise Dale, raise hell. So you guys are more confident than 10%? You guys said wow, like listen, I gotta live with these Ohio State people. Okay. So if Purdue doesn't win then I'm miserable for at least like two to three months. And it's, it's so like, I'd like to win it, but you know, they're Ohio state. They're a, they're a powerhouse. Unfortunately, is the game played at night or in daytime? It's not announced yet. Okay. Well, that's going to be a big factor in what my decision is. If it's a night game, that game's 50, 50. I don't know. I feel good. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to come out here and say, Purdue's going to win. Cause I'm an idiot. And I say stuff like that. I mean, similar to Illinois, I think we have a much different feel for this game once we get to this point of the season. That's you know, yeah. right? We're we're six games in, and we, you know, if if we're six games in and we're sitting at four and two, then yeah, I agree, Damon. That if it's a night game, I'd give us a 50-50 shot. But if we're you know two and four, you know, dealing with certain adversity that we've dealt with in the past, I'm not going to specify anything. But you know, if we've been through a lot of adversity and and kind of different guys are playing different roles than what we expected. It could be a rough game. Yeah. I know the Ohio State pod guys are going to listen to this and think this is hilarious. Yeah, they're going to be like, real cute, real cute. I remember I remember an October night uh, in 2018 uh, taking shots before Ohio State came to town last time, saying, mm-hmm. like, eh, like, there's no way we're going to win this game. Um, two completely taking different shots, teams. Like... Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's no way it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah yeah it was like me and like 15 other purdue alum frank this is uh, a waffle yeah. house get out <laughs> frank you quit taking shots of wine it doesn't work that way we were just like i ah, like what do we like what do we have, what do we have to lose you know like we, so what so, so what if we lose we're supposed to lose and that, that was kind of the mentality that you know all of us had as we were literally walking into ross aid so who knows do you think walters is going to have that um signature win in his first year like a win that's like there is hope for the future kind of one of those i'm not saying that's going to be ohio state i mean it could be anybody that's on our schedule um uh if it was a signature win i think beforehand i don't i don't remember our entire schedule off the top of my head but i would say that ohio state would probably be the most signature of a signature win if there was one on our schedule if he beats ohio state in his first year i would say sign him to a lifetime contract Okay, a hundred-year contract. I don't care. Pay his kids, his grandkids. I just give the man all the money. That's what I. So, say. so that being said, um, given some of the previews we've done so far, would you want this win or the Wisconsin win more? Oh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Because you just uh, said all that about Ohio State, so it's like you know, yeah, it'd be a big win. But if he beats Wisconsin, I be- think that'd be more of a signature win than Ohio State because. There's the nine. There's the 19 year bear that's all on all of our backs that we're all ready to get off. That I thought Rondell Moore was going to get off for us. Um, I was like seven. 
last time. Jesus. Frank or uh, Russ was like 82 at that time. Yeah. Dude, I saw uh, Rondell Moore post his like year three, uh, like hype video for him being in the NFL. And maybe it was. I posted it. Yeah. I think I shared it to the group. Three. Well, I don't know because those were his NFL highlights. I'm being them. I don't know. Somebody posted no. Rondell. I think it was like the Big Ten Network posted Rondell Moore highlights. And one of them yes, was that yeah. spin move that he had against Wisconsin. God, dude, I I seen two with my own two eyes and still couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was just insane. It was like the quickest. It was literally the quickest, like sudden movement I've ever seen. Just a human catch make. an immediate spin, like to have the wherewithal like, to see those two guys and dudes running. He's got a defender like coming towards him, and you're like, ah, oh, shoot, you know, good gain. And then he does that, and you're like, oh my god, works. <laughs> we scored. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Speaking of quick sudden movements. They also posted a Devin Mockaby highlight video, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. I was literally thinking about him. Yeah, like, no, today, I think today they tweeted that. X that? Tweeted? X? X. Yeah. Posted. They X'd yeah. it. Yeah. You can repost things now. You don't retweet it anymore. You repost it. That's stupid. Give me Twitter back. Um, But yeah, I, I think Mockaby, too, he, the way that, like, the way that Rondale can make those quick sudden movements uh, runs Mockby reminds me a lot of that. Like I think about his uh, big run that he had against Minnesota, um, where he basically split two IU defenders in half whenever uh, he took it into the end zone. I can't remember exactly what um, what quarter that was or what play it was specifically, but yeah, uh, a weird comparison. And what I think of when I watch him run sometimes with the crazy legs moniker is I think of those action figures that just twisted at the hips. And I feel like when uh, he's running, yeah. I feel like when he's running, all of a sudden his hips just like shift and he starts running in a different direction without hey, even man, them, down. Them hips don't like, lie, dude. Them hips don't lie. Hey. Hey. When one thing Walters did say about Mockaby is that he looks like a completely different player now. And he credits the, you know, the current strength and uh, conditioning staff for that. Um, saw an interview with Devin Mockaby, if, if you haven't seen it, um, on, you know, done by Purdue Sports. Um, you know, he, he really feels like he's not, where he he wants to be or where he thinks he can be uh which which i love yeah. like i mean he he burst onto the scene and he said you know did he think that was going to happen no but he said he hoped it would happen you know he he burst onto the scene and you know but he's not where he wants to be in terms of like being a household name and putting up the numbers that he thinks he can do um another interview i saw today was with dylan downing I'm not sure if anyone uh saw that but they asked Great him to come his name they asked him. They asked him to compare his uh, running style to Devin Mockaby. Like you know, Mockaby's kind of shifty. It's going from side to side. He's really elusive. How would you describe yours? And he just said straight. I was gonna say freight train. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see Tracy run over, dude? Did you see that video? Tracy running over, dude. Yeah, uh, dude. Purdue creative man. They're putting out like movie style videos during camp. Oh, dude, I've been glorious. Video. The video that got me hyped was Sanusi Kane laying the hit on Tracy. Um, yeah, and not only that, not only that, Walter is running across the field to celebrate with Kane. Like mm -hmm. the interaction mm -hmm. that the two of them had at the the Big Ten media day, I, I yeah, kind he, of feels he, kind of feels like they have a little camaraderie between the two of them. Yeah, he you told know, Kane he's his favorite DB he's ever coached already. He's yeah. I just uh, I'm 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 just excited. Like it seems like there's just a like a camaraderie that he has with his with his players that's kind of uh, kind of unmatched, or that we haven't seen in a long time. But to see him run across the field and celebrate with him was uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, the guys look like they're having a ton of fun out there. Go ahead, Russ. You're good. Um, speaking of strength and conditioning, too, I thought about this when you said it, so I didn't want to forget. Um, another interview that was given, I think, after day two of training camp, Coach Harrell, he commended the strength and conditioning, saying that 
it's the biggest improvement he's seen from a spring ball to, to fall ball to training camp. Um, the, the, the guys looked much faster, bigger, like he was very happy with the improvement that they made and how much better shape they were in. I just missed that. Yeah. No, uh, side note, I just got a text from the guys at Blitzboard while we're talking about, you know, not talking about it, but we are now. They sent me a uh, picture of uh, Blue Collar P on a Blitzboard, and I told them I'll take my money. Dang it. Maybe we can make that uh, the uh, prize. That could be the prize for the fantasy football league. I want I Ooh, want Blue Collar P it. on a t-shirt, but I don't want to get sued by Purdue University. God. There's got to be a way. I will. Uh, we'll just. <laughs> no by the way we need more people to join the fantasy football league don't we yeah yeah so um if you guys are listening and you want to uh you know shoot the shit with us a little bit hashtag russ is old. chop it up um hashtag russ is old um if you send out a message to the group uh pod or the group account i mean or you can message me at bxp underscore russ um we're doing a fantasy football league just to have a little bit of fun and uh, have another reason to talk trash to each other and kind of give each other some some crap. So, um, if you're interested, names? I know I'm um, the Coonsville Pro Painters. Uh, yeah, you can pick whatever team name you want, there, buddy. Whatever did I, did I pick a team name, or is it just like Ultimate Boiler Team or something? Uh, yeah, it's probably Team Ultimate Boiler. Boiler. Okay. That's all. Yeah. So, the but uh, yeah, Boilers. we're still working on you know whether we're going to do some NIL gifts uh, for the NIL store or Blitzboard or both, but there'll be something in it for sure. So I say the trophy. If you guys are interested, the trophy needs to be like a WWE belt. I'm not giving up my WWE belt. With I was to say, if somebody on. has one, uh, we make a custom one. They have websites for these types of things, guys. Jeez. They do. They do. They do. Oh my gosh! If I old just, man Russ has seen the websites. Anybody has? I just want to see Dylan create this WWE belt, except the side plates are like Coons Propane logo on the side. Uh, it's no longer coons but no i'm just kidding it is uh yeah and just be the sponsor yeah oh see now people know what i do for a living god no i'm just kidding so you talk about propane all if (laughs) if they didn't pick it up by now and they're just like god this guy really likes propane this guy's like a propane enthusiast like (laughs) now you're not gonna go anywhere dylan everybody's gonna know where you're at and who you are you're not gonna go anywhere i'm not one of those cowards that had behind a, a fake profile He's gonna put, I do have someone's going to come up to you at the tailgate this fall and be like, so what do you think about uh, electric uh, heating versus propane? <laughs> or if somebody comes up to me like, we're cooking with charcoal. I'd be like, all right. That was a good hit, Russ. Effort. God, you, you like. Yeah, that was. Russ is still got Whatever it. Whatever you imaginary punch. Old man strength. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've had these workout programs at the nursing home where they pick up yoga balls. It's the old uh, like Billy that. Blanks uh, ta- Taekwondo videos from like the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Speed bag, uh, yeah. Speed the speed bag. I've always wanted one of those. I was gonna ask, uh, what what was I gonna ask? I don't remember now. Probably because uh, we're completely off the rails. It's gonna be That's hard to get an answer on that. While you think about that, since we have a few minutes, let's talk about basketball uh, for a second. Um, one thing I want to get your all's opinion on: uh, we are playing Arkansas in an exhibition game at Arkansas. What are your takes on that? I think Painter, I think I can't remember who I saw say it on Twitter, but it sounds like Painter is trying to load their schedule as much as possible to play as many athletic teams as possible to basically combat anything that they struggled with last year and to hit it head on. Uh, well, it's also a charity game, right? Like it's that's one of the bigger things behind it was they're raising money for some uh, tornado victims down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and 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 that's 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 absolutely fantastic uh, that you know that they're doing that, but. 
like Arkansas has had quite a bit of steam lately. They've been having quite a quite a bit of momentum. I think it's fair to say Purdue is probably going to be a top five team at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, I'm sure we'll have an AP poll by then, maybe top three. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a sold out exhibition game. Yeah, I, I mean, don't doubt I, it. I, I, honestly, and, and so I think that that take is exactly right. I think that Painter is trying to just like take on take almost the Tom Izzo approach and just kind of put put the guys through the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You know, and like what better way to do it? I mean, he's kind of taken the secret scrimmage approach. Maybe we still have a secret scrimmage. You can do two scrimmages or have two exhibitions. But I mean, to have an exhibition on the road against a, you know, a, a, a perennial top 25 team they have been for the last three or four seasons now, that's bold. Like, that's really bold. And like, I know this game won't count for anything, but, you know, a loss is definitely going to like shift some. <sighs> People whose opinions, they're people who opinions may matter. Like it's, it's going to shift their opinion for sure. I don't know because I mean we always lose to West Virginia every year and like the preseason scrimmages and stuff. And Xavier, we always get or Providence, we always get beat by them. And then you know the I think the yeah I don't know I don't know if it'll change that much. Yeah, but it's it's harder and harder I think to keep that stuff under wraps now with mm-hmm. social media exploding the way it has. It's it's harder and harder to not see clips and not get moved by that. I mean, how many people freak out anytime a recruit posts a clip or shares their buddy that committed to a different school and they're like, Oh my gosh, he's changing schools. And it's like, you know, I think every little clip could could definitely influence the public opinion. Now, I don't think it influences the polls. I don't think it influences it to that degree, but yeah, it would definitely get people talking and get people worried if we don't go in there and crush them. Yeah, I'm not saying it necessarily influences the polls. I just think it influences think we need to crush them. some mind, some mindsets. You know, just yeah. just the way that people maybe who are contributing to the poll uh, think about Purdue. So I just think that you know, there's it's they like this. This could be the very first time we see this team play outside of Europe. Um, so I just I'm, I just think that's a really bold move by Painter. Um, I tell you what, I could. So, oh, sorry, go ahead, Frank. <clears throat> Oh, no, go, go right ahead. I was just going to talk about what Painter said after the scrimmage. No, I was going to say that I could totally see that if Purdue does lose and they lose by like more than five, sky is falling. Uh, just throw the season away. We haven't figured out what we – we haven't learned from our mistakes. Blah, hashtag blah, blah. Fire yeah, hashtag fire painter. Or, or my, hashtag uh, the season's in jeopardy. Hashtag uh, already signing out, already checking out. Like I can just see now if we lose by like six points to Arkansas – Oh my God! I guarantee the group and tailgate guy calls in if we lose. <laughs> hey, you know what? He had a point though. Uh, we kind of sucked at three point shooting there towards the end of the year. I'm just saying, I I backed the guy a little bit. Okay, he wasn't totally wrong. He just he was the old guy that called I, he in wasn't. and said, "Hey, but coach, like calling do this. and telling the head coach is a ballsy move." Well, well, when how many times old, too did Painter say like? Old. Right, how many Russ? times did Painter say like? Uh, um, how many guys? <laughs> how many times did Painter say like I can't shoot the ball for them? Like we're drawing up the plays, they're getting an open look. Like I hope he how do I coach someone? He's not that good of a shooter. Yeah, but how Does how can he you coach them to hit the to hit the open threes better? Yeah, you know, like how, what is he supposed to do? Just have them shoot like a hundred threes before they leave practice every day? Like you know, all the guys on the squad have, you know, exception of maybe Edie, have shot forty percent or better from three at some point in their career. I don't right? know, big, so like Big E, Big Z, he's been shooting threes. Yeah, yeah. My favorite uh, my favorite take about this current Purdue team that I saw on X. Maybe we should do yeah, that. Maybe we should have like an X post of the week or something. Just like just maybe sometimes they're good, maybe sometimes they're bad. But it was it the um, yeah. 
uh, I can't, it's not called Twitter anymore, but it was, uh, the, the take was that if you take Zach Eady and you pull him away from the basket, he's just a regular basketball player. It's just like, no, that's just like, yeah, yeah, that's like, I mean, so my response to that was like, yeah, if if Peyton Manning played the receiver position, he probably wouldn't be famous. Man, if Patrick Holmes can't hit a 50 yard field goal, if if Spud Webb was a center, he wouldn't have been that good, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, Shaq got uh, the point. Yeah, like, like, yeah, there are positions in sports, not just basketball. There are positions in basketball what? for a reason. What? What? Really? Big stats again. You know, Jeez. I don't think Sanusi Kane would be that good of a quarterback. Okay, he might. So. Dude, George Karloff. Say anything negative about Sanusi Kane? I've seen that dude hit. Uh, I'm not I saying anything negative, but I was just going along with the trend. Never mind. Sorry, Sanusi. <clears throat> Speaking of negative, I, this is a, like a. Have you guys seen the Baltimore Orioles? What's going on with them? Have you seen this? I watched the video. I don't get what. Like all he did was state a fact. Oh yeah, that. Yeah. So one of the reasons we kind of started this, we talked about it way back in the meeting, was was to try to insert a little more positivity because everybody does at the first sign of adversity try to jump off the train. No pun intended or pun Good intended. One. Nailed it. Um, they definitely try to freak out and point out all the negatives and what should have been def- differently. And we wanted to be a little bit more positive, a little bit more energetic of a podcast. Um, but this is just like going too far anti-negative and it wasn't even negative is the thing. Like, so the guy basically posted a, a graphic or talked about a graphic. And the thing is there's a graphics guy that had to make that right. The producer had to approve it right? Some kind of editor, some kind of crew, like that's all how many people on the way out. And it literally was talking about how much better the Baltimore Orioles have done this season compared to the past. Right. And the, the Baltimore GM was like, Oh, suspend him, fire him. <laughs> like what? I, I watched the video. I remember like, Oh crap. What, what did this guy say? Like, I was yeah, waiting be for it. Bad. And I'm sitting there and I get to the end of the video and I'm like, this had to be the wrong clip. Like this couldn't have been, Somebody must have uploaded the like. There's no way he got suspended. By the way, Russ, you nailed it. You had a really good Vince McMahon impression right there when you said "fired, fire." Like you, it's the it's the giblet or whatever you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, <earlier>. It's <laughs> his old man when he gets mad. Stay off my sidewalk. Like get off my grass. Uh, did I ever get out of my way? Did I ever tell you guys about what? So my dad lived in a neighbor like a cul-de-sac whenever he was a kid, and. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys this story or not, but basically they were like the kids that would go around and terrorize everybody and everything all the time. And so they all had a bad rap. So it was very easy to get them in trouble, even if they didn't do anything wrong. So this old man would sit on his front porch with a five gallon bucket of corn feed. And if like a car drove by, he would just like chuck the corn feed at the car (laughs) and then they pull over and be like, and he'd be like, there's no damn kids down there. And my dad this is so Midwest. I love it. Yeah, very uh, small town Midwest for sure. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. I also grew up in a cul-de-sac. Best way to grow up in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's real. It's just that Midwestern, you know, doesn't get much more yeah. great than that. Yeah. Speaking of uh kind of like growing up vintage things, um, I did see so uh Dylan's gotten the uh eBay bug into me. So now I go on there every now and then I'll look up for like Purdue vintage Purdue stuff. Um and I saw these like cups from like these like Ross Aid Stadium cups from like the early two thousands um or in early uh, late nineties. I'm pretty sure my grandpa has them. So I, I think I might uh, have to go down there and sell them? snag those. <laughs> so, <laughs> just sell them, them for a profit. No, yeah, he, he's got so many Do cool you guys remember. The souvenir cups are literally the size of my head now. Yeah, I uh, I got the souvenir cup, and uh, Chris 
completely uh, made it explode when we went to a basketball game together. He, uh, was it was it Chris or drunk? Chris? <laughs> we couldn't even get to, we couldn't even get to the tip off, and we're already like grabbing <laughs> napkins and stuff. Yeah, and we like go to the security guy. We're like, hey, can we get somebody to clean this up? He's like, I, uh, you're gonna have to get some napkins. Like he was no help <laughs> at all. Did I tell you how I first met Chris in person? Have I ever told that story? Uh, no, I'm until- walking. About I'm five walk- or six times this week, but yeah. Shut up, Rass. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> no, I walk. I had just gotten to the gates into Ross and I just hear somebody yell, and I'm like, who the hell is that? And it's just, it's, he's like, Chris. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, dude. But like, does it? Is it like, hey, Dylan? It's Dylan. And I'm like, who the hell is this screaming my name? <laughs> and it, it's Christopher. I love Speaking him. Speaking of, of meeting for the first time, I know Dylan, you and I haven't met in person. Thank God. Uh, Damon, what? we've met, I think, once. Um, but when you guys come to my house, you have got to be like the most obnoxious Purdue fans because my neighbor right across the street is a big IU fan. Oh, absolutely. Uh, has IU You're basketball season Let's TP like, his house. I mean, I got a, I got one of those Purdue suit jackets with like the Purdue P all over it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be out in the front yard, like waving the Purdue flag, like right here, guys. How old on. is this guy? He real old, the year age? Uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, a little bit younger. He's only in his 70s or 80s. <laughs> so. I say we TP his house. I mean, shoot, <laughs> why not? Okay. Oh, <laughs> no, well, I guess I can, we can't do it now. I just said it live on a podcast. But Yeah, I'm sure he's watching. Somebody's gonna he's not. Him. He's too yeah. old to know what a podcast is. He probably thinks right I mean, I'm on here, so like if I can do it. <laughs> Well, we held your hand through it, but you got there. And doing it on a Windows 95 computer, albeit. AOL. He's got a typewriter. <laughs> He's got tink, tink, tink. Uh, this is so messed up because Russ, Russ isn't even the oldest sport. person in our podcast. He's not. He's not. He's not a Chris. Isn't Chris the oldest? I think so. I'm the youngest. I'm the best looking. You know, it happens, but. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of uh, oldest and youngest, um, I was talking. So I was talking to Blitzboard when I was ordering mine and and you know getting my design and everything, and they go, "So are you young like Dylan?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Is thirty young?" Is <laughs> thirty young? Hey, boy, ripe old age of twenty. So I love uh, whenever the boiled sports guys bring up upsets that happened in like the nineties. They'll be like, "I think it was the Michigan upset ninety six. I'm like, "That's when I was born," and they get furious. Um, so Dylan, you'll enjoy this story. Um, when I went to pick up a certain item of, uh, Purdue fandom that you turned me on to. Oh, I thought you said um, you're going to pick up your depends. Uh, <laughs> um, that's a crappy joke. Um, but, uh, oh, I see what you anyways, did there. <laughs> um, when I went to pick that up, the guy that you connected me with that I picked it up from was wearing a capital one bull t-shirt, right? Ooh. When Purdue went to capital back in Oh one, I think it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Did you go to that? I was there with my dad. And he goes, no, I was one year old. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Love it. Right. Well, hey, Sonny, did you go to that game? Yeah. Old yep. timer. I wasn't even born yet. Russ, you're welcome. I you'd enjoy that, Dylan. I did. Thoroughly enjoyed it. All right. Well, uh, have we even talked about the, <laughs> the basketball games or did we just totally go? off the rails Ooh, nailed it no i think we i think we, we nailed it all okay i don't i don't remember really talking did we talk them. about did we talk about the banter uh coaching uh poll trash oh yeah no we haven't talked about they that. had trash. they had relentless in front of walters which makes no sense at all yeah that makes about as much sense as putting iu in your top 25 poll 
talk about delusion. Leo. Yeah. Leo. Love every one. Is everyone two words or one word? Well, if it's Leo, I guess they're implying it's two words. Because yeah. Leo. Yeah. Listen, I'm not the smartest. We know this. Oh, man. But yeah, no, that coach's poll was, was something. I couldn't believe they had uh, what's his nuts in front of Walters. Like yeah. So if you guys aren't following Big Banter on X, uh, they're posting, uh, they've been posting all offseason top like 14 lists. Yeah. Like no, positions. Top, top 10, top top 14. But yeah, positional lists. Um, you know, and the most recent one or one of the most recent ones was coaches in the Big Ten, and they had yeah. <clears throat> Coach Walters at number 13 out of 14. So, um, yeah, just another chip to put on the Purdue shoulder. Had Tom Allen at 12. I don't get – like, I, I know Walters hasn't coached a single game of uh, as a head coach yet, but he's got to be above relentless. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. Frank, We're how many did that. you think they had right? How many did you think they had right on that coach's poll? I agree with zero out of 14. <laughs> when the um, big brain doesn't agree with you, you done messed up. You know you messed up. They had Matt Rule at 10. Uh, I mean – like you, you, you can make the case for higher or lower than ten, but like not. They not had 10. Bert pretty high too. Where was Bert? Was he, he was like six? Five, I think six? he was like tight. Yeah, I thought he was top. Maybe, maybe he was top. Fleck six. was they had Fleck, Fleck was above fifth. Below Fleck was fifth. Fleck yeah. Yeah. fifth. That cult leading allegedly. Yeah. Son of a gun. The Fleck Could bank not is not there. real. Okay, it's a concept. <laughs> well, and so the uh, well, one thing they're going to have to consider, and I'm sure they have, I'm sure they've talked about this, is the uh, the conference expansion. And, you know, we did put up a poll uh, about that. Uh, Dylan, what, what were the results? So I think it was, you know, how do you feel about the conference expansion? It was, you know, like it, don't like it, or I'm indif indifferent to it. Yeah, and it was, it I think the like, majority were indifferent, right? Yeah, majority were indifferent. It was really interesting when I first brought up. I, I didn't know what to bring up. Um, oh, that one's about the Pete logo. I wouldn't say the majority were necessarily indifferent because you split up like hate and loathe entirely into two different answers well that's the people and if you, oh, okay. if you combine the two of those it yeah russ you get your polls right jeez yeah hate 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 and loathe entirely that's you're for the purdue pete logo <laughs> you're looking at the wrong one there pal god but I, I was i was fascinated by the fact that like i feel like people would would have felt really strongly one way or another but that's i mean there's there's a lot of questions that still aren't answered about that and yeah, for anyone who wants to like hear kind of, it's really interesting to hear Painter talk about it. Listen to his post scrimmage uh, interview if you want to hear him talk about like his opinion on it. But he he doesn't seem to be for it. Like that was my take. He didn't seem to be like he didn't seem to stand behind he it. Seems like a traditional very much. guy. I don't think he he likes much change. I mean, in in, in typical uh, August form, Painter said that our defense is terrible. So um, you know he's he's a uh, he's in in perfect form right now. But I, uh, you know, I'm he he talked about like you know it's going to be a lot harder for the West Coast teams than it is going to be for the Midwest teams, and like and I I never really thought about it from that perspective. I more thought about it from the perspective of a Purdue fan. Like, I mean, are, are we are they going to go on a West Coast trip? Is it going to be you know we're going to go to USC, UCLA, Oregon, and then back home? I mean, how, how's it all going to work? Right. Are we going to have 11 p.m. tip offs? But it's going to be a lot harder for you know Oregon. I didn't even think be about the late night tip offs. Russ is going to miss so many games. <laughs> well, I mean, Russ is a responsible person who has to get up early. <laughs> That's for work, true. But, he does. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was an old joke, but it is true. Russ, Russ is a blue collar. I'll tell you. So, um, yeah, for those that we didn't talk about it to get back on track here, uh, but uh, we actually are adding, of course, USC and UCLA has been known for a while now. And can you imagine 
putting together a TV special about, you know, the Big Ten schedules for football starting next year. Can you imagine doing that? And then all of a sudden having two new teams? That'd be so stupid. When right? does like, uh was, what when does Washington and Oregon join? What year is that? Same same time. Same time. That was where I was going with that. So like join next year. Big Ten Network. Yeah, Big Ten Network did this whole special on the schedules and how it's gonna be done for the next two years after this football season. And now all of a sudden Washington and Oregon are also joining in twenty twenty four. So all those schedules you saw, all that those plans to see USC and Ross Aid or to go out west to see a game, like throw those out the window because they're gonna have to do a complete new schedule and they might have to rethink whether or not they're gonna do divisions, which I think would make sense. Um so to the you know, those that say indifferent though, to get back to the, the poll question and the answer, um I, I I selected indifferent because you know, for the people that are freaking out going oh i'm a traditionalist i can't believe they're doing this blah 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 whatever well like chris plays revamped right he posts about every now and then in the group thread and he talks about redoing the conferences and everything like that well that ncaa 2014 a game that's almost 10 years old now and heck i can remember playing like ncaa football 2000 not to use video games as an example but you could edit conferences then right conferences have been edited for the history of football the entire history of football right like you know penn state there's still people that are mad that Penn State got added to the Big Ten because that only happened in the 90s. You know, the Big 12 is not that old. You know, the Big East just changed in basketball. You know, Missouri joined the SEC. Texas A&M joined the SEC, right? We added Maryland, Nebraska, Rutgers. Nobody freaked out, and all of a sudden now everybody's freaking out. I think everybody's when freaking out the- now because it's turning into like two power conferences between the Big Ten and the SEC. I definitely freaked out. I just, yeah. I just, I mean, I just want to put it out there. When Maryland, Rus- Rutgers joined the Big Ten, I freaked out. I voiced strong displeasure about yeah that. yeah there was definitely people that like but i'm saying as as a whole like you didn't turn on every media outlet and hear everybody trashing it all the coaches trashing it which if you want to see the definition of irony go look up the missouri is it the missouri football coach mm-hmm. that's trashing yeah. conference expansion when they literally joined the sec when they were not within the sec and the same coaches complaining about it are making a hundred two hundred million dollars a year exactly it's like exactly man. The other part is it's it is still college sports and athletics, right? So they are still student athletes. Like people that are like, "Oh, we're just throwing student athlete out the window and make, trying to make money and blah blah," which I get that. Yes, that's true to an extent. But like Painter talked about, they will do they will do scheduling in as advantageous of a way to help student athletes as that's they big can. Word. Right. So hey, thanks, thanks, appreciate. It. I've been on the earth a long time. I've learned a few words over the over the years. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, they'll they'll have when UCLA plays Michigan and Michigan State in basketball, they're not going to have them play Michigan at on Tuesday night at eight p.m. and then Michigan State on Thursday night at seven thirty. They'll have them play one of them on Thursday night maybe, and then a Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. You know, through one weekend, they're not going to make them play week. They're not going to make the men's lacrosse team from UCLA go play a game at Maryland at 8 o'clock p.m. on a Wednesday night in the middle of school week. They're, they're, they won't do that. They'll be smart. They will make the schedule in a way that helps people as much as possible because they also want people on the West Coast to tune in, right? It's all about TV money and how many people are going to watch the game. So if you're going to add West Coast teams, you got to make it at a time that the West Coast audience is going to tune in and watch the game. And so, Russ, it sounds like you listened to the same interview with Painter um, that I did. Uh, he talked about a, an additional day of travel as well. Um, now, I thought he said, and I need to go back and listen, but I thought he said that was going to be for all games. Is that all away games? Is that the case? Is is that what he said, or is it just for the West Coast games? Uh, I I think he was just talking about cross country travel. 
I mean, so like it was yeah. so. Uh, so I guess to elaborate for anyone who doesn't know what I mean is that they would basically get to whatever city they were playing at two days prior versus just one day prior, like they do now. I wonder how far away um, Rutgers is been. from Washington. Um, so I saw there was a big debate uh, on X about whether or not uh, Ru- uh, Russia was closer to Washington than Rutgers, and it is. So um, <laughs> lots of people have uh, have way too much free time uh, on their hands. But yes, breaking news: uh, Russia has joined the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Rutgers is killing it, kind of in the basketball recruiting game right now. They they have the number two player in the twenty twenty four class on their uh, you know on their team or committed and potentially the number one player as well. So, is that the player that took an IU visit? Yes, and, and did post, Rutgers like, Ron poses? Harper's oh. brother. Yes. Yeah. What a troll, man, in the best Wonderful. way. Wonderful. But uh, on on the subject of, of basketball, uh, I know we're talking about Rutgers basketball, but uh, just to talk about the scrimmage a little bit, uh, you know, obviously Zach Eady is playing with the Canadian national team. We didn't get to see him. Uh, but I was really, really encouraged by the short number of, like, small amount of highlights that I saw. Um, you know, the main takeaway is it looked like we're, we're looking to play with a little bit more pace. Um Look like we were trying to score in transition pretty often, and when we weren't able to immediately score, we were looking to try to set like just a high ball screen and let Braden go to work, um, which that was really really cool. Like I'm really, uh, you know, I'm hyped up after seeing that, and especially like to see all this without Zach Eady. But the main the other main takeaway that I took from the scrimmage was to see how good Trey Kaufman Wren looked. Like there's been a lot of buzz about him. Um, you know, Rayfield Davis has been tweeting about him, you know, him potentially being an all Big Ten caliber player this season. You know, there's chatter about him possibly starting at the four. Um, you know, what do you guys think? What do you think Trey Kaufman Wren uh, takes the big leap this year? Or uh, what, what do you envision you know, the starting lineup being, I guess, specifically in the front court? Well, I don't, I don't know that the starting lineup matters a whole lot because Painter also talked about trying to split the three of their minutes. And talking about Caleb first, Mason Gills, and TKR. So, you know, could he take over a larger role? Yes, but whose minutes does he take? Yeah, I don't know. Word on the street is uh, he will be taking the minutes from first and or Gillis. Hmm. Word on the in the world and uh, word on the world. Of well, the if they split three ways, he will take minutes for them right off the bat. You know, because. TKR was he was closer to what 10 minutes a game and Ish. you know first and Gillis were closer to 20 so he'll naturally if they're going to split the minutes three different ways he, he's going to take minutes from the two of them but you guys Dylan's taking his jacket off it's getting serious in here <laughs> Get a little toasty here's, in this room. here's yeah. my hot take for the season I think we see a slight reduction in Edie's minutes Ooh. I think that no I do honestly I think that you know Everyone knows what Zach Eady's going to do, and I think our kind of counterpunch or our, you know, our our hat trick is going to be what are we going to do without Zach Eady? So I think that we have a lot of versatility. I mean, think about think about a lineup with, you know, uh, let's say Caleb first at the five, TKR at the four, Cam Heidi at the three, maybe Colvin at the three, uh, Braden and Fletcher. I mean, that that's a completely different lineup that you have to guard completely differently mm. uh, than when Zach Eady's in the game. Or when you know, or when Ethan Morton's in the game, so I just I don't know. I, I'm I I think that we see a slight reduction in Zach Eady's minutes, and what we see in re, in return is a little bit more versatility. Gotcha. 
Yeah, honestly, I have no clue. I'm like so focused on football that I like can't even process anything basketball. I'm just like, yeah, we got Zach Eady. We're we're doing it this year. We're gonna a Canada jersey in the red is really weird. Yeah. It really threw me off when I saw that today. Yeah, it is. But well, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up here because we are uh you know uh, like a minute or an hour and 12 right now so i'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up um again big shout outs to our partnership with uh big banner they just launched their new website bigbannersports.com so go check that out they've got all the big 10 teams on there um it did just start so uh they will uh, continue to add to the content as time goes on um there's gonna be a lot of good stuff especially during the football season so make sure you check that out um, I uh, want to throw a big shout out to our sponsorship as well at Cincy Blitzboards. Uh, again, great product, great family game with fr uh, family, friends, tailgates, um, you know, uh, hangouts, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, you can take your Blitzboard anywhere, really super convenient to to haul around. It's it's not too bad at all. So um, big shout out to them. Uh, thank you guys for, for being here tonight, as always. Um, thank for everybody for tuning in and uh, boiler up, and hammer down and. Uh, What's up, Dylan? And fa fantasy football. Um, just if you want to play some face bubble with us, chop it up with us, message us at BXP underscore Russ or the pod account. Let us know. Yep. We'll get you in there. Do it. Absolutely. Do it. All right. Boiler up. Hammer down. Boiler up, boys. Yep. <laughs>